Am I supposed to say it back? Last time I said it, and then you guys started to say it back, and then I interrupted, so I waited. We know for next time now. Okay, yeah. Welcome to Bring Your Own, a catch-all bookish most of the time podcast. I'm Brandy. I'm Kendra. And I'm Kayla. She took her time. (laughs) I did not! You did! No, you did! Are you kidding me? You had a way longer pause than I did. Brandy? Brandy, who had the longer pause? Uh, I'll roll back the tapes. I don't know. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Today, we all brought our own childhood favorites. Uh, Childhood loosely, right? Like middle age, middle grade, younger-ish. Yeah. phase and we're so excited to talk about those but before we do what are you guys reading what are you guys drinking i'll go i don't have anything exciting for drinking tonight i just have water um hydrated queen yes love that um and then for reading i'm only listening to a book right now i'm not currently physically reading anything but i probably will be starting something in the next couple days but I'm currently listening to Practice Makes Perfect by Sarah Adams. I listened to When in Rome last month or the month before and I didn't like love it. It was just okay to me but this one kind of intrigued me um, but I'm really enjoying it so far. It's super cute. It's very like Hallmark romancy but I'm enjoying it. I'm having a great time. It's, it's kind of like bad boy, good girl and he's like teaching her how to date basically so it's cute i love it what about you i i am currently drinking a lemon lacroix shocker yes exactly (laughs) and i am reading i'm still reading a lot of the same stuff i was reading last week so i'm still reading crimson river and i'm still reading hookshot by candy bryant and the reason I am taking a little bit longer with those ones is because I'm, I just started Cat uh, Singleton's new book that comes out on May 11th called Rewrite Our Story. I'm excited. She sent me that one, which was very kind of her, and I was really excited to read it. I'm reading that one. It's like a brother's best friend, small town. Like, she moved away from her small town and never looked back and kind of vibes, and she's returning because her best friend's mom just passed away. And her best friend's big brother and her have some unresolved tension and stuff. So I'm having fun so far. Oh, it's wait, it's her best friend's older brother that she has a thing with? Yeah. Oh, so it's best not friends. like mm. it's not her brother's brother's best friend. Best friend. No, 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 no. Sorry, oh, sorry. Okay. Best friend's brother. Okay. Mm. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, like and this isn't a spoiler because we went really early on, but like her mom died when she was really young and she tried to run to her best friend's house, but like the night of because it was like very traumatic obviously um and so then she was like 10 and the big brother was like 13 and like there and comforted her and whatever while she was crying so it's kind of like this like she's returning because their mom just passed away so like now it's like role reversal as adults and stuff Mm -hmm. so it's very sweet so far i'm excited to see how it goes um let's see i am drinking a new house a new can wine it's not house wine it's a pop and fizz sparkling house rose bubbles really cute (laughs) pink can it's been a long week adorable here um yeah i got it at total wine yesterday they, they sell them in four packs now i felt like 
like an old man like going to go buy beer <laughs> <laughs> like you're like carrying yeah, like, like the claw hand <laughs> yeah. have a great weekend guys that's what we're <laughs> um and let's see i am listening to um a book called the rewind who is it i don't let me see who it's written by i'm doing it on audio i got it on libby because i was just like browsing to see like what was available it's by allison Wynn scotch i've never read anything by them uh, but it's narrated by Julia Wayland and the guy's last name was like McLeod or something. It's really good. It's about, it's set in 1999 and it follows these two college exes. They like broke up the day of their graduation. You don't know why. You just know they had this like knockout fight. Fast forward um, 10 years and they were both invited to like their friend's wedding. But then the night of the rehearsal dinner, the night of the rehearsal dinner, they got like super they're assuming drunk or either drugged and they wake up the next morning, the day of the wedding with like wedding rings on and in each other's beds. And they are like mm-hmm. trying to figure out like how they got here. Cause they have no recollection. Recollection. Yeah. Of the night. Recollection. Um, recollection. There you go. Of the night. And so it's them like working backwards while also like unpacking a lot of like their past. Um, mm-hmm. And it's fantastic. That sounds like and a I- movie. I like it. No, it plays out like a movie and the, the Melman character is so like flustered to where he like starts yelling mm-hmm. a lot, but oh. it's like like not angry yelling, like funny yelling. Like um, oh, okay. reminds me like how J not Jacob, what's his name Edward from <laughs> Jane and Edward, like how he always just yells oh, in that book. Okay, like yeah, yeah. it's just so chaotic. Um, they have nothing okay. in common in terms of like personality or anything, but like the yelling is what they do have in common. And yeah, it's really good. I realized that Julia Whalen works best for me when she's reading books in third person. Mm. like because this book is written in third person and she's like i think this might be one of my favorite performances of hers she's just killing it yeah Um, yeah i remember seeing that one a while ago in barnes and i was like oh it looks interesting and then i never picked it up but i do remember seeing it so yeah depending upon how it goes for you i think i i think i will end up recommending this to you it's really short too um i'm already almost like 50 percent in and i only started like last night um, and I feel like I haven't been listening that much, so yeah. And then I also started uh, the neighbor favor. I got twenty-ish pages oh. in. Yeah, it's oh, cute I've so far. Heard great things about yeah. that. It's probably gonna be my next physical read. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I, it's what do you? There's a type of romance, like term. Well, not romance term specifically. Like a. It's when they write in letters to each yeah, other. Yeah. What like is that a, called? It's like a epistolary, a, 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 something like that. Yes. Damn. Whatever. Guys, it's like. It's like we you could have said so that that word could be made up, and I would be like, "Yep, that's what it well, is." Like, yeah, I that's, know I'm gonna look it up. Um, it has that element in the story where they're like sending emails back and forth, and I haven't gotten too far in yet, but I think uh, based on the back, they will eventually like meet in real life, but not know that they were sending emails to each other. And yeah, it's not bad so far. I read it's written by Christina Forrest, and I read one of her YA titles like two or three years ago, and I really like that one. So I trust her for her adult work too. Cool. Yeah, I don't. Oh, it was Ashley who just read that one recently and said that oh, she yeah. loved it. So it's been on my radar. I'm excited to see what you think when you finish it. It is epistolary. Epistolary. The term, here, everybody who doesn't know, the term epistolary novel refers to works of fiction that are written in the form of letters or other documents. So if there's like letters in it, then I guess it could be it's, a, it's an epistolary novel crazy i guess yours truly could be considered because it has the element yeah yeah Mm -hmm. did you finish scandalized i did finish scandalized did you like it i loved it i ate it up so much um 
Scandalize. I just finished it yesterday. I did it on audio, got it on Libby. It's written by Ivy Owens, who is, which is the additional pen name to, I want to say Lauren from Christina Lauren. <gasps> oh, and no way. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> God, I have no clue. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, it's her. Um, it was just such a smutty good time. Like, it's a celebrity romance. Uh, he's famous. She's not, but they knew each other as kids. So it's not like completely like, you know, new the between and them. Yeah. yeah. And they have like this like really hot one night stand and they end up like meeting each other again in LA and it just goes from there. And she's also, she's a journalist, the girl. Um, and she's trying to break a story and the guy happens to be involved in the story too. Um, and it, it was just, it was fun. I got, it gave me exactly what I needed and I thought it was really good on audio. Um, it reminds me, you know, when people are like, oh, this book feels like fan fiction. And usually when yeah. people say that, like, they mean that as like a, a dig. Like a dig. Yeah. yeah. When I say that this book read like fan fiction, I mean that in like the highest compliment. Like I, it gave me the same feeling I would get when I would stay up at like, you know, past my bedtime on my iPod touch, just like scrolling <laughs> through. Um <laughs> It was like so, it was just so like fun. I was just gonna say you like unlocked memories for me of scrolling on yeah. touch. That's crazy. I forgot those even existed. Yeah, I used to. God, mine went with me everywhere. But if you wanna, if you want something fun, smutty, and like not that long either, and a good audiobook, Scandalize by Ivy Owens. It might be on Kindle Unlimited. I'm not sure, but I think I've seen it on there. Um, or maybe it was on there previously. Yeah, but it's uh. It was good. And the main character is Korean. So, yeah. Amazing. I thought it would be cool for this episode if we just kind of talked about, since these are our childhood favorites, like, that means we were all our readers journey. as children. Yeah. yeah. So, like, how we, um, like, how we became a reader. Did we read a lot as kids? Like, what were the, mm-hmm. some of the childhood favorites that maybe we weren't, we're not going to talk about as our personal picks, but, like, we saw around? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I Okay. So, I've always been, like, a really big reader um I was this sounds so like oh my god I was so nerdy you guys <laughs> that's not how it's gonna sound so but I was like the type of person that like I would rush to finish my schoolwork so that I could pull out my book in class and read you know so mm-hmm. that like I would have time to do that during the school day um I would do that I was really big at first anyway into like the Nancy Drew, those yellow hardcover books I don't know oh my god yeah I was really big into those but my as far as like childhood, like really like elementary school, my book journey was defined by a series of unfortunate events by Lemony Snicket, which I went through a bit so that too. Funny, oh, yeah. it's so funny because looking back, I still have. First of all, I still have all those books. They're sitting on my shelf right now. I still have all of them. <laughs> and um, looking back, those books are so dark for yeah. children so many people are just dying left and right bro those books are dark and when the tv show came out I think I was I might have been just finishing college or something when the tv show came out on Netflix and I really I was like eating it up I loved that tv show because I thought it was so much better than the movie but that was like my really big thing was a series of fortunate events yeah that's those are like my big ones I think from from like childhood talking not the ones I'm going to talk about today did your like family read a lot growing up like um I think I was definitely like the biggest reader in my family Mm -hmm. um I don't like know about like 
my parents or anything. I have no idea. But like, I just always loved that kind of thing. It's just been, it's always been a part of my life. My family was huge into reading when I was younger. Like my parents were just like constantly reading. Um, my parent, my dad was really into historical novels. My mom was really into mysteries. Uh, and they have those, like, I have such vivid memories of their little, like, clips that they would clip to the back of their hardback books and, like, read in their bed at night. My brother hated reading. And I was, like, I was so-so on it for a long time. But then I remember in, like, third or fourth grade, I found this series called The Three Investigators, um, which I don't remember a whole ton about. But I do remember it was, I think it was three brothers. And they were, like, kids solving crimes. And I was just, like, so into the mystery element of that. Um, so then I just became addicted to those and they were written in the sixties, the sixties through the eighties. Um, but I was reading them in like (laughs) the early aughts, um, and just like devouring them. And then I stayed a really solid reader for a really long time after that until like high school is kind of when I fell off when I had a lot more like school stuff to read. Yeah. But my, my household had a rule that was like, you could stay up as late as you wanted if you were reading, um so like we couldn't stay up playing video games or watching tv but if we want to stay up reading we totally could but then my parents had to change that rule for me um <laughs> because I would my mom would come in at like 1 a.m and I would still be reading as like an elementary schooler so they had to change that but yeah I don't know I, I was I was really I was never like a what's the word I'm looking for like socially reading it's not like I was reading and like discussing books with my friends like not even yeah like it wasn't like a, a like a friendship thing it was just kind of like I don't know. What do you do when you can't drive yourself anywhere or have yeah, any agency yeah. over your own body at that age, right? So like that was just yeah, how I passed the time. Yeah, for me like my mom like really instilled like reading in us into a really young at a really young age for like all of my siblings. And I think it's cuz like my brother had like some sort of like I don't know if he was dyslexic. He had some form of a learning disability and so she got it in her head that like and because of that like they tried to like really hold him back and like so she had to take on a lot of his like teaching and stuff at home mm-hmm. and because of that she was like my kids are gonna read um and you know how people like i'll see tiktoks and like things on twitter and people are like i never had money for the scholastic book fair i don't care what yeah. it was my mom always made sure that we had money for that like i could always walk into that book fair and like get something because like she just like would just buy us whatever books we wanted. I got like a lot of hand-me-down books. Um, so I started off with like Dick and Jane. My mom found, which is like a very old series, I think from like the 60s too. It used to be white. And then they made like, they they in- introduced black characters later on. So my mom made sure I had like these really nice, like special editions of them. I'm pretty sure if I go back nice. to our house, like I can find them. Yeah. So it was that. Um, my sister was really into Goosebumps. So I got all her hand-me-down mm-hmm. Goosebumps books. Yep. Uh, and I, my favorite ones were the ones where uh, he made you like choose the adventure. So yeah. he was, like, go to this page. If you want to yeah. do this. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the titles to Goosebumps, but I can always remember like the covers, right? Like mm-hmm. I remember one with like a really cool roller coaster on it. And I, I can't tell you what that was about or the uh, title, but I remember I loved it a lot. And then like Magic Treehouse in Junie B. Jones. <gasps> I loved mm-hmm. Magic Treehouse. So fun. Those like I Those lived so with. Fun. And then when I was in like, elementary school um like further along like maybe third or fourth grade or maybe even fourth or fifth I don't know but that's when Diary of a Wimpy Kid had just came out mm-hmm. and so I started binging those uh, did y'all ever read like Captain Underpants I didn't read that one but I read Diary of a Wimpy Kid I think Kid. that was like just 
yeah, I'm just too old bit. for us. Yeah. Sorry that I'm just like Sorry, we're the old ones like, here. So youthful and glowing. That's crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah, Captain Underpants was like so much fun. Um, when you said Scholastic Book Fair, that reminded me of those books that was like Teacher from the Black Lagoon. Did you guys oh, remember yeah. those ones? Yeah. That, yeah, that unlocked something in me. Oh, oh I really loved, I was a huge fan of Kate DeKimicolo. I'm assuming that's how you say her last name. I've never known how to pronounce it as long as I've been a fan of hers. But she wrote like Because of Winn-Dixie, Tiger Mm -hmm. Rising. uh, And then my favorite book of hers is The Miraculous Journey of Edward Tulane. It's like this beautiful book with like stunning illustrations. And it like teaches you like, you know, if you love something, let it go. And if it's meant to be, it'll come back. And it's about this China bunny. And it goes on this like whirlwind adventure. And that book has always stuck with me. Um, But yeah, I was like a huge fan of hers. And we would just always go to like libraries growing up and like I was always checking out a book but like you said Brandy like I was never like actively like how we do now like where I'm texting like all my thoughts and like talking about it uh granted yeah. communication like has changed since then but I don't know back then when I was a kid like reading really was like just for like me and like my escape and it was never something that like we, we bragged about right like it was just right. something <laughs> it was just something that like we did in our free time and then like you get older and then reading I think for some people was like a form of yeah. punishment which is so crazy like yeah. your teacher would be like be quiet silent reading time now and I'm like why why was that punishment <laughs> like no wonder kids like hate reading you mentioned the scholastic book book fair and I was the kid that like my mom would never let me get anything from there which was so interesting because my mom was a teacher but whatever um and I have this vivid memory of when the book fair was going on and for some reason I like went through a really interesting phase in my life where I was obsessed with Michelle Kwan the figure skater oh yeah I don't Mm -hmm. really know my sister had a framed photo of her like okay yeah so I'm not the only one (laughs) yeah but they had like this Michelle Kwan book at the book fair and I like begged my mom can I please get this book it was just like pictures of her and like about her life and like I'm not, I was never a figure skater. I don't care about figure skating, but I loved her. <laughs> I don't know why. And I was like, so I was like crying that she would not let me get this book. And I was like, please. She's like, you don't need this book about Michelle Kwan. I was like, please. <laughs> anyway, never got that book, mom. So trauma. So whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I. It's it's wild. Like how much my students hate reading you guys like it's crazy I teach middle school and they just hate it like I it yeah it's really it makes me sad like because I'm like you guys just like I'm always like what kind of movies do you like and then I'm like okay well if you like those kind of movies like find a book like that but I like I said I didn't fall off of reading until like high school I think when actually I know exactly what happened I started dating this like really pretentious douchebag in high school who was reading like David Foster Wallace as like a freshman yeah as like a freshman in high school and I like lacked so much self-worth at that age that I was like oh yeah me too and I was like (laughs) trying to read Infinite Jest as like a college junior or a high school junior and of course just having a fucking miserable time and I was like maybe I hate reading now (laughs) guys it's just the material and like I've been thinking a lot about how we were just like we're young at the right time, right? Because that's when the book yes. movie adaptation like exploded. Mm-hmm. And the fact that like Percy Jackson was like new when I was a kid. Like I remember when the Oh yeah, we forgot book... about Percy Jackson. Oh, oh yeah, that was those. I read Percy yeah. Jackson. It was mandatory reading in sixth grade pre AP English oh. for me. Uh the first one. And then I went binge read the other three that were out, and then the fifth one came out. Um, and I have a first edition of it. And I'm like, that's what like 
imagine if that teacher made me read anything else. I don't know if reading would have stuck with me like beyond a certain age because I got to read something cool and then something that I could like go into the theaters and see. That was like so amazing. Like, yeah. did y'all ever read Judy Bloom growing up too? She was another big author for me. Yeah, I think so. Sounds familiar. Well, she just had um, she wrote like "Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret." Uh, and it's all about like this girl discovering sort of like her body for the first time, like through puberty. And it just got its adaptation. Aww. I don't know if it's like the first, but it just got like a really good adaptation for the first time. Um, and that's out right now. And I really want to go see it. And everyone says it's like amazing. And I'm like, imagine if like when that movie was when yeah. that book first came out, like back in like I think it's like the 70s or 80s. If like the little girls could have like gone to the theater and seen it, like it would have been so cool. So, Yeah. Well, we each brought our own series from our, I guess it's mostly like going to be like our teen years. Probably it's not like our childhood. Early teens. um, Yeah. Yeah. We can each like talk about like when we read these books. Um, But who would like to go first today? Who do we think has like the oldest series here? Probably yours, Kendra. Yeah, I think so. Mine mine was 2011. Mm Mm-hmm. Mockingjay came out in 2014 or 2010 I mean Pretty Little Liars was published oh my gosh you're right I have the oldest one 2006 so that's my pick I brought the Pretty Little Liars books Um, I was obsessed with them even though I didn't finish the series because it got to the point where I couldn't take it anymore (laughs) how many books are there I don't even know because I've not read these ones Um, I've only watched the show there are 16 books and two companion oh. novels. And I think wow. I read 12 or 13 of them. Yeah, it is a big, elaborate story. So Pretty Little Liars is written by, her name's Sarah Shepard. Everyone knows it for the TV show, of course. I think that's actually when I got into the books too. It was either like a year before the show came out or like maybe a few months. And I, I was at that age, this was probably like, late elementary school early middle school and I was at that age where like sex was just so fun to me in any way I wasn't having it but like in any way that I could like talk about it or like see it and see Mm -hmm. other people talk about it I was gonna eat it up and so Pretty Little Liars was it was teenagers like having sex and like dealing with like boy trauma and like murder and like family stuff and uh, there was a lesbian I was like oh gee like not a I like love how you're like boy what? drama murder <laughs> like those <laughs> the casual things. Thing. yeah yeah normal um, teen stuff <laughs> yeah so it's a ridiculous series like true like but it's so entertaining and I think that's what makes a really good like book slash series for like middle schoolers high schoolers is that no matter how ridiculous it is as long as it's like kind of romance heavy and a little bit ridiculous you'll have us we don't care because like really sit down with twilight have you seen the videos of people dissecting the timeline in in twilight and how everything happens within like a year yeah yep yeah i'm like what but me in fifth grade and he's gone for half of it yeah me in fifth grade reading breaking dawn i was like this is the this best is love story ever Yeah, this is the best thing. If no one loves me like Edward, I'm never going to be loved at all. <laughs> now I'm like, what was I on? So Pretty Little Liars was like, was like that for me. And also like aesthetically, those books were really eye-catching because each cover had, it would be like a solid color, like pink, yellow, blue. And each book would have a different liar on it. So one of the girls were like in a Barbie doll 
like shaped and then they yeah. would have like a real life model sometimes oh i think it was some of them were barbies on some of the covers and then some were real life people they, there have been a lot of pretty little liars covers over the years so i'm probably confusing some of them but i own all of my books <laughs> that i bought really? yeah they used to be on my shelves i think if you like scroll back on my tiktok you'll see like them in some videos but now I put them all under my bed because I was running out of room and something had to give but I didn't want to get rid of them because like they're really nice they're the such memories. nice books and they're short and they were like really easy to consume um I was who was my favorite liar I think I really loved Hannah because she was a girl that was like going through a lot of like body image issues and was just like still like very badass and confident at least confident presenting and I loved Emily too because in the books, she's bisexual, which mm -hmm. a lot of people don't, I think, realize. Because, yeah, in the books, Emily and what is her girlfriend's name that she gets with Maya? early on? Maya. So Emily and Maya are a thing in the books. Um, but then they break up. And that was my biggest thing with the show is that y'all would keep talking about – and y'all – when I say y'all, I mean, like, the fans of the show, like, the cult fans – They'd be like, oh, well, like, this person is still around and they're, like, messing things up. And I'm like, that person is dead and gone <laughs> in the books. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, she's not there. Yeah. Um, That's a, I so, was shocked to learn how different the show was from yeah. the books. And I, I think some things, obviously, the show probably did better. Um, but from my understanding, I, I and I didn't never really watch the show. I think I probably have seen, like, one or two episodes because I was so far up the book's ass. Oh, um, whoa. That's yeah. crazy. Mm -hmm. So... In the in the books, like Emily dated Maya for however long, they break up, and then she gets with this uh, this guy, and they have a really like nice romance, and then she gets pregnant, and she hides her pregnancy from her parents, and she gives the baby away for adoption, and then there's some crazy like I'm talking batshit crazy storyline with like the baby and the adoption and like the family that she gave it to, um, it was all over the place, and. Yeah, all the girls were, like, with different people from the show, too. Allison, though, was still Allison. Like, she was crazy. The twin plot line was also <laughs> still a thing. Um, Did Arya have a relationship with her teacher? Yeah, Ezra, but he, I think, um, I, I want to say he, like, dips pretty early on in the series. Like, it's um, not, you know, super, like, in the books, I think Sarah Shepard did a much better job of making you the reader aware that like this is not okay whereas in the i was show, they were like rooting for them in the show i know I was, me too when i was <laughs> you know, you look back and you're like what is going yeah, on literally. I, i'm just like genuinely shocked that what was it on abc family yeah. abc family allowed that relationship to play out the way it did the same time they were airing shows like secret life of the american teenager they would also air reruns of like seventh heaven which are, I think, created by the same people, by the way, which explains a lot I about those that. shows. Yeah. And so it was just weird to me that they allowed that relationship to play out the way it did. Um, I have watched the new Pretty Little Liars, which is, like, not based on the books whatsoever, which is, like, a completely new concept, new girls, new town. It's done by the same guy who does Riverdale, which, mm. you know, makes me a little worrisome, but it's on HBO Max. It's not canceled, no? Oh, no, wait, no, Gossip Girl got canceled. Gossip Girl got canceled, thank God. Um, <laughs> That's another series I never read growing up. I didn't watch the show though until high school. Neither. But the new show like is very cre it's a lot creepier, a lot more like horror based and I think it's going to do really well. Um okay. from what I have seen cuz I really enjoyed the first season like if you're going to make something campy, you got to really lean, lean into it 
like and from like the early days too and i think that's what this adaptation does really really well but yeah the pretty little liars books like every time one came out i would go to borders do you guys remember borders yes Borders. oh my god i would go to borders uh buy it read it and then i'd have to wait for the next one to come out but the fact that like this one woman was writing like she wrote 16 books plus two companion novels in one series about girls who just got caught up in like murder and drama like that to me is crazy and you can tell she she i I don't know she ran out of the right word yeah (laughs) i had a tap out (laughs) once these girls were on a cruise ship and people were still dying i was like oh my god how are these girls not locked up like it makes no sense like how old were they at that point I want to say, I forget, because I forget if they, like, make it out of high school. Yeah, I was going to ask if, like, do you ever see them, like, when you were reading, were they mm-hmm. ever in college at one point? Like, I remember. Because they like, were, like, what, 15 when the book started, right? Yeah, it was right? young. Yeah, super young. I remember, like, Emily went to some college-based program, but that's because, like, her parents, like, pushed her, like, so much to do everything. And also, like, the physical looks of the girls in the books are just so different. Well, not for some of them, they're really, I think, spot on. Like, um, Arya was played by Lucy Hale, right? I think that was a pretty good choice. But mm-hmm. Hannah was meant to have brown hair. And her cover model, I thought, was, like, gorgeous. Um, and be, like, a little thicker than what, at the time, I think Ashley Benson was. Uh, but I'm glad they kept it in the storyline of her. I mean, I don't know how well it played out. But from what I know, they did keep it in the storyline of her, like, really struggling, like, with her body and, like, disordered eating right or am i getting that wrong yeah I, uh it was still part of the storyline but like you said i don't know how well it was done yeah, yeah it was more so like a, yeah. yeah yeah no no no. yeah it was more like a, a glow-up situation like in the flashbacks oh, okay. she was the fat friend and now she's yeah. like so hot i want to i want to say that's kind of like how it is in the in the books but obviously you get so much more nuance and like her mental yeah because you're in her head right yeah, and the books are written in third person, but um, each chapter takes place from, like, a different girl's point of view. Okay. And then Emily was supposed to have blonde hair. Like, oh. Yeah, blonde hair yeah. was a swimmer, like. Shay Mitchell, man. Mm-hmm. And don't, like, her, doesn't the show end with, like, her and Allison, like, I together? Had to like, see, yeah, even I you had to tap out, I you, think, you were like. <laughs> I think. I think I tapped out at like season three or four. Me too. The only A that I really, well, the only two A's that I really remember from the books were Mona, because that is true. But I want to say she dies in the in the books, like once, like shortly after she got found out, she dies or mm. something happens to her. Again, it's been a long time since I've read these. And then Allison or her twin, what was her twin's name? Courtney. Um, I don't remember. Was that her name? I hope there's like a Pretty Little Liars expert listening who's like, no, that's wrong. At least when it comes to the show, that's wrong. That's right. But um, have you seen Mike's Mike do his? Yes, yes. Yeah. I was gonna say that. It's so fun. There's yes. this uh, TikToker. His ad is Mike's Mike, and he's he, also a YouTuber. Oh yeah. Well, I think he created his YouTube channel just to do these. No, oh, really? He had a, he had a YouTube channel before that. Oh okay. Well, he mm. did like two insane deep dives, like. I'm not kidding you, like, a three-hour deep dive into all the connections, like, plot breakdowns of Pretty Little Liars, and it was so funny. He did a Glee one, yep. too, which was ridiculous. Also, I think he's doing Gossip Girl, too. Oh, oh God, I'll have to, like, tune in for that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, Pretty Little Liars, it was a really fun time. I don't 
know if I would enjoy them. I was just going to ask if you would ever reread. No, because... Do they hold up? And I think a lot of it was, like I was saying earlier, like I was just so kind of under the age limit, I think, of what those books were intended for when I started. And -hmm. a lot of that subject matter was just like so new to me. So it was like my first time taking it in. But now that I have experience like just a plethora of media, especially books within the YA genre that probably handles a lot of <laughs> the subject matter that explored stuff, yeah. in those books like a lot better. Um, and that is like more diverse um, and inclusive. I don't think I would like them. Am I going to keep them forever though? Yeah. My goal one day I'm going to move into a really nice apartment um, and I'm going to get really tall shelves and I'm going to have like all of them everything. on display. Like it's going to be so nice because they're beautiful, stunning covers i'll make sure when this episode comes out to like put them on our instagram like they're just so nice and colorful and like simplistic and that's what i really love please people take notes if you are contemplating a cover right now for your own book the pillow liars ones are really solid i just looked them up they are really nice because like you just looking at those covers you just know those girls are like hiding something yeah there's something suspicious yeah (laughs) what's going on who was your okay? Who was your personal favorite like ship from that series? From the books or show? Yeah, from the books. We can well, we I guess we can each go around because Granny, you and I yeah. only watched the show. Oh, okay. But Kendra, for you, who was yours as the book reader? Um, I remember I don't know his name, but Hannah had some boyfriend. It's not because I know in the show she's with that guy Caleb or whatever. That mm-hmm. that's done and dusted in the books um oh no i don't even know if his name was caleb in the books i want to say it was or he, like he just wasn't like they just blew him up way past like what he was meant to be but she she ends up getting a really good boyfriend that i really loved in the books but i'm forgetting his name and i don't know if they ended up um if they ended up together and mm. then who was aria with i think i really liked who aria was with in the books too post ezra but again i i'm blanking um on mm. any of their names but i think i was more so invested in just like i mean these were just really messy girls through and through so i did love the ships of it all but i think i, I was who's your favorite liar uh i think i was definitely a hannah girl hannah that's right i'm yeah. sorry you said that already. oh yeah like hannah and then probably emily were my favorites mm. um who did i hate spencer I'm- oh i like actually i think i ended up liking all of them now that i think about it I always forget about Spencer. Spencer was also supposed to be blonde. Weird. Yeah. You can't even like, imagine can't even it, right? With it. Uh-uh. the actors. Yeah. Um, yeah As Spencer a show good. watcher, I admittedly was an Arya and Ezra girly, but I also really liked Caleb and Hannah. I remember really liking them in the early seasons. Brandy's like, ew, gross. I just remember thinking she was so much hotter than him. It was like crazy. She was. His long, greasy hair. Yeah. But I really, I really liked them. And I'm trying to remember who else. There was another person that Spencer was with. It wasn't Toby. It was somebody else in the show. Oh, talk about somebody who's so much hotter. Oh, yeah. But ugly. (laughs) Yeah, no, no. I agree. I don't remember who it was. But anyway. um, And then, like, my favorite liar was probably um, Aria. That's also because I loved Lucy Hale. Yeah, same. I was like obsessed with Ezra and Arya, probably until like yeah. college. 
I'm like yeah, trying to look up and see like how this how it ended, and there's just so much information on this Wikipedia. Like I can't I, dissect I, it. Yeah, I swear. Like every six months or so, I'll like try and figure out how that fucking show ended, and there's nobody can give me a straight answer. Oh, okay. So, so Spencer had a boyfriend in the books named Ren, who I do remember. So it was Spencer. Oh, and Ren in the book. wasn't Ren the British guy? I forget in the show. I thought Ren was her big sister's ex fiance. Maybe. I swear he was the British. I, I think that was also a plot point in the books. Okay. Now, maybe, guys, maybe yeah, we she should had a couple, read She had a couple, books. guys. <laughs> maybe we should just read them for Looking, funsies. Dude, we would fly through them. We could yeah, probably read them so all in, like, a couple of weeks. Maybe even, like, on audio, too. Um, Arya gets with someone named Noelle. Or, like, it had been mended. It says their relationship had been mended. And then, I think, yeah. Um, Brandy, you and I might have both been right because his name is Ren Kingston. If that's not a British name, I don't know what is. Um, and he was he was a doctor, and he was also once engaged to her sister. So I think he was the British guy who was engaged to her sister in the show. Um, and then the book ends, which is the series ends, I guess, with Al- Allison in jail, and apparently Emily uh, was gonna unalive herself. I don't know. Yeah. Again, I stopped when they were on the cruise. I stopped on the cruise. (laughs) I don't know anything about this. Oh my gosh. Uh, Honestly, props to the person who updated this Wikipedia page. Because this isn't even like a fandom wiki. This is like Wikipedia. The Wikipedia page. That is so funny. Oh my gosh. Got a secret. Can you keep it? This one you say. You that audio that's like, you ate that one little thing. You ate that one little thing. Well, that, yeah. Oh my gosh. I think mine is the next in the publication order. And I brought a Hunger Games. I was tossing around a few other books that I w- thought about bringing, but like of the books that had the biggest impact on my middle school years, I, it's just no contest. Like I was, I've talked about this a little bit previously on other episodes, but I was just like painfully obsessed with the Hunger Games series. It's a classic. I don't remember. Really? I think there were, yeah, I think they were just kind of blowing up when we were in middle school. And I think that's how I read it. Because I know I remember I read them before the movies came out. And I, yeah, I don't know. I was just like so obsessed. So I read the first one, was immediately sucked in and had to read the second one. I remember checking my school library and it was something like a seven week wait. So I begged my mom to take me to Barnes and Noble and she took me and she let me buy both of them so I could own them both. And I just reread them, reread them, reread them, reread them. And I would like, I had like pages in my diary where I would just like write all my favorite quotes. And then I would use those as my bookmark. And I, my mom took me on release day, which was, I remember this so specifically two days before my 15th birthday um, was when Mockingjay came out and my mom took wow. me that day. Yeah. Part to go one get or part two? The book. Oh, the book. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Charlie so she Brandy, took me to how, get it. With how obsessed you are with the hunger, or you, well, you were, um, I'm still so shocked you never got into fan fiction. Cause like, I feel like you were right there. Like, how did I didn't, you, never you guys, I swear to God, I don't even think I knew fan fiction existed. I not I don't think like I know. I didn't know fan fiction existed. I think otherwise I would have been all over that shit. 
Yeah, because like, like the fact that you were writing down your favorite quotes and like, were you ever on Tumblr with the books at all? Or like, no, I never was on wow, Tumblr. So you were just like mm. isolated, like in the and, uh, and I think that's oh. why I like it. Just like spiraled. You guys, I like would buy blank T-shirts and I would make Hunger Games shirts <laughs> with like fabric paint. I would sit by myself in my basement and like paint shirts. With like, I had one that had the Mockingjay symbol on it. I had another one that just had all my favorite quotes all across the back. I wouldn't wear them in public. I would I wear them, ask, did like you pajamas. School? No, 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 no. Wait, no. Brandy, Brandy, this is a safe space. Were you bullied as a kid? No. Okay. Um, I was never bullied because they were so popular when we were in middle school. Like everybody was obsessed. Mm-hmm. But like, I was like next level. I I know I talked about this on our audiobook episode, but I bought the audiobooks of them. And I would fall asleep listening to them. Um, I just, I know everything about the lore. Every once in a while, I'll stumble upon a TikTok that's like talking about Hunger Games lore. And I'm hoping I'll learn something new. And I just never do. Like, I can tell you all about Hamish's games. I can tell you about Snow's games. I can tell you about like the 25th quarter quell. I can tell you about the 50th. Like, I can tell you everything about all the like districts. Like, I was obsessed. Um, which I'm shocked I haven't read Battle of Songbird or whatever it's called. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't read it because I heard it was bad. Um, I have seen the trailer. I probably will watch the movie. I wonder but... if this is one of those things where the studio was like, hey, Susan. or Will you yeah. write it? Yeah, so that way we can produce it. I wonder. Because, um, you know, Nicholas Sparks has done that, too. Like, that's how we got, uh, what's that book called? The Last Song. Because the last song, um, no shit. they wanted a movie with Miley Cyrus, and they wanted no to find it. Yeah, so he was like, okay, I'll write the book. I that's love crazy. that book. <laughs> um, when you were talking, um, Randy, I got my coffees. Mm-hmm. All first editions, by the way. These are never leaving Yeah, me. I have first I never, editions in my house, too. I never finished Mockingjay. It's not new around here. Um, but oh, we know. I still have it bookmarked <laughs> from when I dog-eared. Like where you left off. Yeah, page that, 68. That's crazy that you never finished it. Mm-mm. Although, to be honest, Mockingjay wasn't. It was the least favorite. I think that's a universally acknowledged fact. <laughs> yeah. I remember, because um, I read these before the movies came out, and I, I read mm-hmm. them. I read at least the first two, or the first one, before anything was even casted. And so I've always been a Peter girly, like mm-hmm. from the jump, I was a Peter girly. And I remember when I cast him, I forgot his name. What's his name? Josh Hutchinson. Hutchinson? <laughs> I was like Hutchinson. gaslighting myself into thinking he was You're hot. Like, yeah, he's I was like, yeah, yeah, definitely. That's totally what Peter looks like. <laughs> I was like, he's like yeah! the original. The Gale girlies one. We really did. Um, and <laughs> he, he's oh like the God. original short king. He's so short. Oh my god, that basketball video of him dancing on TikTok right now. I'm like, no! Ick, ick, ick. His basketball shorts come down to like his ankles. Yeah, I remember. Not his ankles, oh my god. (laughs) It's bad, and him blonde was just fucking horrid. He's lucky he's a good actor, he got away with it. But, um, I, okay, this isn't like a, okay, I had crazy long hair in middle school, um, and I always wore it in a braid. Did you the braid? The Candace braid? Not the Candace braid, not the side okay. braid. I used to braid it down my back. But then after I read The Hunger Games, I started yeah. braiding it on my side. And everybody yeah. would be like, 
Brandy look like Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> I was like, oh my I, god, that yeah. wasn't even planned at all. <laughs> I used to do the Katniss braid all the time after I read those books. Oh my god, Jennifer like, Lawrence is my fucking idol after I read these books too, because that's in middle school, of course. Like this, yeah. you know, the, the quirky girl thing back when I was still cool in like 2010, yeah. 2011, when everybody was obsessed with her, or like probably a little bit later than that, I don't know, but... Yeah, when she would, like, trip on red carpets and be like, oh, my God, I love pizza. I would be like, girl, me too. I love pizza. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm just, just like us. Um, and then, of course, I fell into that trap that everybody does of, like, the misogyny that comes after a funny girl makes it in Hollywood. It's like everybody's like, oh, she's fucking worse and she's cringy and whatever. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot to unpack there. But <laughs> I was so obsessed. And I went to the midnight premiere of the movies, I have a, a picture of me going to the midnight premiere of Mockingjay. It was very exciting. You know, um, I have this, like, little bin. It's in, like, our basement in a box somewhere, but I would keep this bin. Well, it used to be all stuff that I would put on a bulletin board of just, like, memorabilia. And I still have the movie ticket from when I first, when I saw the first Hunger Games. I still oh have that. I'll have to go find it. But I still have that ticket. I went to go see it with my sisters. I didn't go to the midnight premiere, but I got to go see it. I saw it at like 11 a.m. on opening day or something like that. <laughs> I love that. Oh, it was so fun. Oh, you guys, um, how did you like the Catching Fire movie? And why was it the greatest movie of all time? <laughs> well, I catch because, okay, one of these books, it might have been The Hunger Games itself. Maybe I just had like really good English teachers growing up, but Hunger Games was required reading. Yeah. Bro. Or, yeah. What? Um, it was required well, reading. Well, never mind. I went to our... a private school, a private Christian school, so never mind. That makes yeah. sense. That's not required reading for me. Um, it was like, I think it was like seventh grade. It was required reading for us. And then the first movie I think was on the cusp of coming out, maybe like a few months or like a month or so. And I read Catching Fire shortly after thought that was like the best book i was like why do people even like like the first book like the first book was good but like Bro, this is like, so good this was art you know it's mm-hmm. so and then i saw the movie and i was like damn that was like really good and i never saw mockingjay any of the mockingjays they're not very good who who was your favorite character in the series mine was finnick odare i was a finnick girlie through and through and i don't want to talk about what happens to him that was the first time like i i threw mockingjay across the room so much um when i was reading that book i remember i read because like i said this came out two days before my birthday i read the end of that book on my fucking birthday (laughs) like yeah so like finnick dying um finding out annie was pregnant and finnick wasn't gonna be there um Prime dying, like all of that. I read all of that on my fucking birthday. <laughs> I remember being like, uh yeah. I think probably my favorite character was Cadness. Like I was just really obsessed with her. Um mm-hmm. and Peta, both of them. Kendra, somebody who's never read or watched Mocking Jay, be careful with your words. Oh my god. Gail was my favorite. Like it was Gailing Gail and Katniss were my favorite. And like, guys, I'm just so sorry. Cause like when I think of fucking PETA, okay. I will give credit where credit is due because our friend Red Boy, Trang, leave him alone. I will okay, because here's the thing. PETA for a long time, you know, on SpongeBob, how they have like Weenie Hut Jr. <laughs> like PETA would be at Weenie Hut Jr. And that's how like I just viewed him and associated with him for so long. But then our friend Trang had this viral tweet recently yeah. that was like, it was so cunt of Peter to be like, but if, if it wasn't for the baby or like whatever he does to like help save them, 
And I was like, okay, yeah. again, you ate that yeah. one little thing, that one little you thing, cheated. but he was just always such a loser to me. And maybe it's because I fell into the trap that like a lot of girls fall into with, or not girls, but like people fall, fall into with Twilight and that they mm. loved Jacob because Jacob was hotter and not because he was necessarily mm. the better yeah. choice. And I think that was me with Gail. Like, Liam Hemsworth was hot. I just, like, I, had to, I just needed to be in that casting room. Like, I need to know why Josh Hutchinson. And, like, yeah, he was a good actor and he was kind of big at the time because I know he was doing, like, other stuff. Yeah, but, like, was. are you going to put him and Liam Hemsworth next? Like, that. Like, it was unfair. Like, and that's, like, I think if I probably would have watched the movies first, I probably would have been a Gail girl. But, like, book PETA is so good. He's so and good. I think, I think, okay, here's the, here's the thing, you guys. I have a confession to make. I, I mean, in the end, I was Katniss and Peeta. Yeah, but you listen, were so Gale, said, girl. I know you no, were. No, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. Okay, <laughs> listening. But listen, there's just something about the friends to leverage aspect that when I was That's reading what I'm the saying. first two books, I was like, he, the you cannot say he did not he, love her. He loved her. And she loved listen, him. I, I fully I think I think when I was for, when I was reading the books for the first time I really didn't like it other it was different from how I felt about Twilight where I was pretty firmly team Jacob when I was reading those books but when I was reading the Hunger Games I was like toss up like I honestly felt like I could go for either um, I think but in just, the end I wanted her to be with Peter because I was like bro fuck you <laughs> Okay, so what? He bombed her sister. Like, okay. (laughs) He didn't bomb her. He bombed her sister. Big difference. Yeah, like, come on now. The beginning of Catching Fire, like, they had their moments, of course. Like, but, like, I think just, like, the biggest thing is that he just wasn't there. Like, how was I supposed to love him when he wasn't there? Like, all the things. It's not his fault. Why am I defending it? Let me stop. Let me stop. You could have volunteered if he was if he was really in love with her. Why didn't he volunteer to go in and protect her? Oh wait, she was he was eighteen. He was already an adult. Yeah, and maybe he yeah you know the Lord thing, girl. Yeah, but you know that you know that um, video of Vanessa Hudgens when COVID first hit and she was like, people are gonna die. (laughs) That was Gail. Like Prim was gonna die either way, either in the games or out of them. Like she got to live a little (laughs) bit longer. Oh my oh. god, that's so fucked up. Oh my god. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. You know so I'm about to say something controversial. Again. Okay. Prim? Okay, okay. No, she. Uh, Annoying. To me. Well, she went back for the cat. Girl, stop. She was going to die. She was going to get that's crushed. That's what I'm saying. By that like, it door. wasn't Gail's fault she... or was it Prim's fault? Me saying this as someone who still has not read Mockingjay. <laughs> you don't even know what scene I'm talking about, Kendra. That nope. happened in Mockingjay. Yeah. Nope. She was going to get crushed by that door and then she risked everybody else's lives because they went to go, they had to go back for her because she wanted to go get that stupid cat. And then. You know what? Okay. I'm trying to to represent all the good and purity in the I know, world. Like, I, I know. hope that like things Look, could be I mean, I, who, am I, who am I to say that like, if that were to be me and Kylo and Casper were in there, I would go back after them. 100%. Oh, we know Casper is not making it. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Casper Brandy. would make it because he's smaller. Kylo might not. Do you like the covers of the Hunger Games? Yes. Yeah. See, just we had this discussion on Instagram live the other day. Like you hate the covers. I love um, no, I do don't you... hate these. Okay, no, I was just asking because I know I talked a lot about the Pretty Little Liars covers, so I just wanted to know. Like, oh, okay, 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 okay. Games covers. I thought you were about to tear into these. I was like, I no, love no, no. these covers. Okay, I would like you guys. Okay, no, I know I already talked about this, but like in class in middle school, I had this one page. I drew every fucking character. I'm not over exaggerating. Probably a hundred 
characters on this piece of paper that I just like kept in my folder. Like anytime I was bored, I'd pull it out. Any character I could think of. They were little stick figures, but they all had like one identifying feature that like set them apart. Like Katniss obviously was holding a bow and like Peta was holding like bread. a cake or something. Yeah. Like, oh, it was a little baguette. It was a little fucking baguette. Yeah. Um, bread boy. Yeah. Like, so like they were all had like identifying feet. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and like down to like side characters that were mentioned once. Like I wish I still had this. Honestly, I probably do at my parents' house. I'm going to dig through my shit next time I'm home. Like I like, yeah. So I would draw the covers a lot. Like I would draw the symbols and shit. Maybe I was bullied in middle school. And I just didn't know. <laughs> you were just blissfully ignorant. <laughs> yeah. Like sounds great. But yeah, I was, I was so obsessed. And I know we talked about this again. We already talked about this on the um, audiobook episode, but I went to back to try and re-listen to the audiobooks and the old, like the women sound so old. I can't believe they re-recorded them. I might have to buy the new ones um, because I not like now talking about them. Like I want to reread. Yeah. I, I last year uh, when they put all the movies, I can't remember if it was Hulu or Netflix, but I Netflix. rewatched all of them. I need so to. good. I should probably and do I, I don't own, I own maybe five DVDs. Catching Fire is one of those DVDs. So good. Yeah. Do you guys know who blurbed the back of these books? I uh, any guesses before I read the names? Is it J.K. Rowling? No. Okay. <laughs> no. Stephanie Meyer. Yes. <gasps> Stephanie <gasps> Meyer. She blurbed both uh, Catching Fire and Mocking Jay. Stephen King also blurbed both books. No shit. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wait. Those were on the first editions? But it says Stephen King Entertainment Weekly next to it, so maybe it's a different Stephen King. Yeah, these are on the first editions. Mm. And then uh, John Green also blurbed Catching Fire. Yeah, he said, brilliantly plotted and perfectly paced. Engrossing. He's not wrong. Yeah, I mean, his... I mean, that was, like, back when, like, the papers were such... A bigger deal mm-hmm. like i'm sure he was writing reviews in the new york times yeah. and stuff um and his books were blowing up then too like That's oh my time. god the like fall- that was an era <sighs> the fault in our stars had me in such a chokehold i can never watch that <laughs> truly movie you guys again, we did really kind of sad. grow up we kind of did grow up in like the best era of ya books yeah dystopian really ya that. especially like around so our middle school and mm-hmm. kendra's late elementary school time was so <laughs> so good actually toddler years yeah this is like watch please clap for the segue i'm about to do um because daniel my boyfriend's parents are both librarians at the university of michigan so they would go to a bunch of library conferences and daniel got an arc of the first ever divergent book kayla's gonna like come and rob you yeah no seriously does he still have it do you still have the first edition his parents How have, disappointing. Why doesn't he keep that artifact? Priceless artifact. His parents are, obviously, you would assume by them both being librarians that they're big into reading. Their basement is just full of books. So it's probably down there. He could probably sell it and get a lot of money to Kayla. Or <laughs> he could really it. give it to me. Yeah. <laughs> we'll look. We'll look next My time. My birthday is parents. in October. <laughs> um, all right. So yeah, I have the Divergent series and I cannot stress enough how much this series took over my life. I guess it's basically, I mean, I was also a really big Hunger Games girly, but I guess Brandy's, Hunger Games is to Brandy what Divergent is to me. And I first read this series in 2012. The first book came out in 2011. 
but I read it in 2012, which was my senior year of high school. And the last book came That's out. Crazy. I that was like, is crazy. That is middle school. Um, yeah, I started college in 2013. Sorry, I, sorry. I started my senior year in 2012. Graduated 2013. Started college oh, okay. that same year. I was seven. I was 17 years old um, when I started college. Yeah, the the last book in the series came out in 2013. So I read the book when it came out. But like, okay, I have my little uh, Divergent collection sitting here with me. Obviously, you guys can't see it, but I will go through what I have because. It's a lot of fun. I used to have way more than this, but I did get rid of a few Come things. So first I have, um, obviously, just the first one, Divergent. And then I also have the movie cover mm-hmm. with Shailene Woodley on it. And then I have, obviously, Insurgent. And then I have Allegiant, which is a signed copy that I got. Oh, yeah. Wait, you won so that one, right? I won it, like, on a Twitter thing. Like, when the first movie came out, Um it was like ET. I think it was Entertainment Weekly posted a tweet that was like, Divergent fans, here's a piece of trivia. And if you answer first, then you will win a signed copy of Legion. So I got that. And then I have Four, which is like a novella about the character Four. How big um, is that novella? Fans. It's very small. Oh. It's pretty small. Oh, it's like a, full, like, it's a collection of short stories. Yeah. Actually, wait, that's that's not true. It's actually oh, the font is pages. huge. The font's really big in these books. But yeah, um, it was a collection of short stories called Four. Then I have um, the official illustrated movie companion. As you can see, it's I have those for Twilight. Book. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then I have the, I don't know what this is. Uh, Inside Divergent, the Initiate's World. I don't know what it is. And then I used to collect those, um, like, you know, like when movies would come out, they would have like the big cover story on like, EW or like TV guiders. I used to collect all those. I don't have them anymore, unfortunately, but I used to have all those. Do you guys remember that photo shoot for like Vogue or something that the Twilight cast did where they're like in that fucking field? Yeah. Yeah. That photo shoot changed my life. That was (laughs) witness history. Oh God, that was such a big deal. Anytime that like movies did that kind of photo shoot where it's like them out of character outfits. Oh Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. Shailene Woodley and Theo James did some of those and I was like uh, dying. Okay. But anyway, so Divergent, um, I'm not like going to say the plot really because I feel like most people know what it is or have at least seen the movie. Have you guys at least seen the movie? Mm-mm. Yes. <gasps> I, I've seen. Okay. Honestly, Brandy, the first one. Oh, it's great. The, the other ones. It's... No, second one, not that bad. <laughs> the other ones. Okay, well, oh yeah, as a as a like a mega fan, I'll tell you what I think. Yes, but, my, my um, bad, Queen, my bad. This is no, 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 because okay, okay. my my opinion is really the only one that matters here. So yeah, of course. Do you know what they're about Brandy? Do you even like know what they are? Oh my god. Okay, so again, I DNF'd it. <laughs> In middle oh school, my. though. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh, I was chasing even count. I was chasing well no high school high school high school um but I it was because I was chasing the Maze Runner high okay oh Maze Runner was another series I always wanted to read but never did honestly so disappointing well anyway so I'll just yeah give me give me a blurb give me a blurb okay okay okay. so it's about Tris Pryor and it's this it's like a post-apocalyptic world as you know most dystopian novels in the early 2010s late 
2000s. And there, the society is now divided into five factions. Oh, and it takes place in Chicago. This is post-apocalyptic oh, Chicago. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. And there's five factions. And you are in one of the five factions. There is Amity, who are like the kind friendly people they're like the farmers and then there is abnegation who are the selfless people they like don't look in mirrors they like dress kind of drabby they're the government because they're the selfless people and then there is candor which are like the honest people they're the judges there's the erudite who are the really smart people they are the like scientists and then there's the dauntless who are the like brave and bold and they're like the soldiers basically I feel like so I remember you that. Are, like, people, there were so yeah. many like Facebook quizzes to find out which one you. Oh really yeah, did. yeah, 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 definitely. Wait, Brandy, and, your current celebrity crush is in the first movie. Tony. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He plays Triss's dad. Yeah, <laughs> and he looks. Brandy, so you cool. have to watch it. Oh my god, you have to watch that movie. Anyway, okay, I'll okay. continue. But. <laughs> Tony Golden, we're talking about. But yes, Tony Golden. When we are. Wait, when I started twirling my hair. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Kayla. Keep going. When um, kids turn 16, they take this like test that tells them which faction they belong in, and then there's like this ceremony where you pick your new faction. Anyway, Trish is born into abnegation, and she takes this test, but she gets the result of divergent, which means <gasps> you don't belong to any, any of them. <laughs> So she is not like other girls. She isn't. She was. Yeah, she was the definitely that. She was the like first. Yeah, she really was. She really was. Um, but she picks the Dauntless faction, which is like to go for oh, abnegation. That feels yeah, irresponsible to, to let them pick when they <laughs> don't. As a sixteen-year-old, yeah, yeah. And like when you pick your faction, you don't get to change, and you never get to see your family again if they're not in the same faction. Like it's very, it's very, kind of insane. When it don't think about it too much, it doesn't make sense if you think about it too much. Okay. okay. So, anyway, she picks Dauntless, and you know they are like the crazy kids. They like do all the they like do like actual parkour and like jump on trains and stuff like that. I feel like I remember that from the trailers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so this series took over my life, um, and this when I was like thinking back to this series I started like rereading a couple just like random chapters before this recording and this also reminded me of where I was in my life when I was reading these books and I was heavily heavily on tumblr during these days and so it made me go back to my tumblr which is currently still up and active like you can find my tumblr and but she um, won't ever I'm not telling name. you what it is I'm never gonna tell you what it is I thought it was like but- Tris- oh wait what's your last name Trish Pryor. Trish Pryor no, it was, your, it was Trish Joy. I bet that, that was. Or Jolly. Trish, there we go. Trish, Trish Jolly. Jolly. No, but my username, I have like multiple different URLs, um, but my current one, the one that's up, is related to Divergent. And I will tell you, it is a very coveted name. I got very lucky with the one that I have. I'm never telling you what it is. But I would like, not only did I like have Tumblr and reblog stuff, I made stuff. Like I would make gift sets and I would make gifts. I would make stuff all the time. Why won't you share it? I made all kinds of edits. Like I I have begged for so long, Brandy. Like I have wanted so long. I'll give you my MySpace. uh, We'll see. I'll I'll maybe like share screenshots of what I made, but I'm never going to tell you like what it was. Anyway. Because, like, uh, what's embarrassing about them is your Tumblr tags, is the tags that you put on your posts. Because it's you like, like, you, oh, just you fangirling. Wait, what was their ship name? 
I can look it up. Um, Fort- Fortress. Because his name was Oh, Fortress. Fortress. Yeah. What I'm I tell you guys, right now. let me do some searching. Fortress <laughs> changed and altered the, trage- the trajectory of my life. I'm not joking you. Like, that was the ultimate shit for me back then. I thought that they were like the like Veronica Roth, the author. I thought that she wrote the master class intention <laughs> when I was younger. Like I was dying because he was like because she she came into this this uh, new faction of hers, Dauntless, and she was like this new girl, and she had to like learn how to fight, and she had to like learn how to do all these things. There's like this knife throwing scene that was like I was like oh my god, let me get the mouth hat. Um, and then Theo James they, is so like, hot, like you would. Okay, I did. Thank you. And like, there's a scene. There's a scene in the in the book where he like shows her his tattoos that he's got, and it's like covers his whole back. Guys, I well, I remember I that from the movie, you. and it was really sexual. And I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It it um that's that in the movie that's when they have their first kiss. In the book, they don't have their first kiss. Then they have it actually a little bit earlier. You are such but, an expert. Like I love seeing this side of you. You guys don't understand. You guys, I, I'm not, I'm not lying. Like, look, Brady was like, I know all the lore. I know, blah, like, that was me. I, um, yeah, I was, I watched, when the, before the movie came out, I watched every single interview that had Theo James and Shailene Woodley in it. I watched every single thing. I fell in love with Theo James. Tobias Eaton, who's four, his real name is Tobias, was, I think, really the first male main character that I, like, fell so deeply in love with like I'm trying to remember like in other books that I had read I liked a lot of the male main characters but this one really like really Mm -hmm. got to me he's also like he's like a very like tough boy and okay I'm gonna tell you guys something his name is four because he only has four fears in the books so that's his nickname (laughs) Brady stop laughing Brady I'm really gonna need you to stop laughing oh See what I'm saying, you guys? I'm they're hot. No, they're hot. Yeah. Like, see, for this... listener, yeah, for listeners who can't see, for listeners who can't see, Kendra just showed us a beautiful gif of their kissing scene from the first movie. It was amazing. Where was that casting um, agent when Hunger Games was being cast? Like, come <laughs> on, Josh Hutchinson. I'm yeah. Sorry. Anyways, Theo James is um, so fucking hot. Have you watched White Lotus, is. Kayla? I haven't, but I really need to. But for to aka Tobias was like a massive. I liked him way more than I liked Tris, and he was also like very much like tortured boy. Like he had a really bad relationship with his father. He was abusive to him growing up, and so it was like you know every man, every male yeah, character like, in the early I was 2000s. like, oh my god, I need to protect him. I love him so much. Anyway, I'm gonna skip to the very last book, which when it first came out. I well and okay so big spoiler for those that don't know but I feel like I'm allowed to say this this book came out almost a decade ago yeah no Tris dies in Allegiant she kills off Veronica Roth literally kills off her female main character okay and no she's 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 dead dead. it's not that type of world (laughs) once you die you die yeah yep she's dead no she got shot and she is killed Anyway, I when, have when a mental breakdown. Listen, when that book <laughs> came out, I gaslit myself so hard into thinking, no, you guys, it was a really good book. Like, I was like, literally. No, I was Rock not got torn to sh- I remember that. She got torn she to shreds. She got torn to shreds. And where is she and now? What is she doing now? Okay. No, listen, you guys, 
Oh, and they also, before she dies, like maybe a few chapters is when Triss and Four first have sex for the first time and then she literally dies. Punished. How many, uh, what's the timeline in these books? Like how long do all these, like what's. You know what? I actually don't remember that. Yeah, because I'm like, sorry. Is it is it like a year in between the plot? Like, does this all happen in like three months? <laughs> like Twilight? Like no, I, mm, mm, I actually don't remember. But like, they like talk about having sex in the first book, and then in the third book they do. It's like one of her fears is intimacy, and then that's how she overcomes it. Anyway, she dies in the third book. And I yeah, gaslit myself so hard into thinking that I liked the book. I was like, no, you guys, it was the right it was the right choice for the story. You guys, it made sense. You guys. Obviously, looking back now, I'm like, mm-hmm. all right. You know, I was just clearly in denial. But you know what's even crazier, you guys? You know what is even crazier is a couple years after Legion came out, Veronica Ra decides to put forward a epilogue or a uh, short story that is uh, that takes place a couple years after Allegiant. Is you know, four this, with somebody else? Woman, four is with her best friend. I didn't know that. He ends up with Christina. Was that by, was that he, Zoe Kravitz's character? That is Zoe Kravitz's character. He ends up with Christina, you guys. The betrayal that I felt when I found that out. And they're like happy in love. Like what? What's and their, I never like... read it. I didn't read it. Okay. I never. I refuse. I refuse that's to crazy. read it. But I, that's what happens. It's like it's only like a twenty-page short story. But he imagine, imagine being a YA author with that devoted of a fan base, that massive of a platform, and you're like, I just know she was sitting there being like, I have to serve the story, you guys. Like, no, the story seriously. comes first. Well, like, wasn't oh. She, wasn't Veronica Roth, like, we learned about her in college. Like, she was really uh, young when she had all she this was success. Very young. Like, she was super young when all these books took off. Uh, we learned about mm-hmm. her because... Um, my professor, I think, knew someone, like, knew her because we were all, she went to school in Chicago as well. So she was, like, a really big deal in that writer scene because, like, she blew up at such a young age. She's only 34. Wanted. Yeah, so right she was, now. like, yeah. I think she was, like, in she college, was, I think, when these books were coming out. Yeah, first, so she's 34 now. That means she would have been 21, 22 when the first book came out. Theo James is older than her. Theo James is old. Theo James is only 38. Well, okay, but he looks the same. He looks the exact same as what he does, does he? in the movie. But does yes. he? Anyway. Is that with um, or without makeup? You think he's ugly? No, like I'm saying that he looked the same. Like I think he's oh. ugly. I oh, like, I don't know. He's a kid now. <laughs> he's a dad. He's a daddy. Triss dies at like chapter fifty or something in Allegiant, and then there's six full chapters with four just mourning her presence, <laughs> and it it's just devastating i truly try i really try not to think about it but like i remember there's this this quote in my kindle versions because i do have all the kindle versions i had a kindle back then i mean i do now but like it's funny because they're still there and all my highlights are still in the books which i think is kind of fun so i was going back through those and i highlighted this quote that i was like oh yeah when i was first reading it i was like oh my god yeah that's so beautiful I totally love this. And I mean, it is a really beautiful quote, but looking back, I just like want to throw my phone across the room. And he's like, this is from Four's perspective. Um, And he's like, there are so many ways to be brave in this world. Sometimes bravery involves laying down your life for something bigger than yourself or for someone else. Sometimes it involves giving up everything you have ever known or everyone you have ever loved for the sake of something greater. 
but sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it is nothing more than gritting your teeth through pain and the work of every day, the slow walk toward a better life. This is the sort of bravery I must have now. And he's saying that as he's mourning Chris's death. And I'm just like, I'm... And then he Looking fucks her now. best friend. Next, Mary I trash. can't talk about it. Imagine, she, <laughs> you know, Tris is just like watching that happen from the afterlife. And she's like, I'm going to haunt these bitches until they're like, yeah. he probably, dead. he probably like says her name during sex. Like I would be so oh. pissed. <gasps> like, why would you do that as an author? Put her with the best friend. Yeah. I don't believe friend? that. I really don't acknowledge the last half of a legion you know what's even worse is that before she canon stop talking um you know what's (laughs) even worse is that before she goes to like before she goes and dies um she finds out that her brother caleb is like a traitor and um basically she has to like go shut off this this serum that's about to like you know go into the world or whatever and um Caleb's like let me do it you know I he's only doing it because he feels bad about betraying her not because he loves her and Tris is like no you're only doing it because you feel bad and I don't want you to do that so I'm gonna go do it and then then she dies too it's just really great it's really Um, a fun time so much I despise Ansel Ansel Elbert now like I can never watch I can never watch um The Fault in Our Stars Mm -hmm. again like that used to be like that used to be one of my comfort films you guys and I can't watch it yeah but I will say back then, it was really interesting to see the Shailene Woodley, like, triangle that was happening across films mm-hmm. because she mm-hmm. was in The Fault in Our Stars with Ansel Elgort. They played lovers. But then in Divergent, yep. they played siblings. Brother and then and sister? her mm-hmm. and uh, Miles, Miles Teller in Divergent were, like, kind of enemies. They were kind of hot. I actually kind of – they had – like, their chemistry is just so good. And then in The Spectacular Now, they were lovers, which is one that of my favorite movies. Also. So good. I want them to like be in something together again because I yeah. it's just do you guys think he's cute? Am I alone in that? He's fine. He's oh, fine. Crickets for a long time. Silent. <laughs> I don't think he's ugly. I don't know if hot I I, I don't know if hot's the word I would use. I think Me it's neither. like seeing him in character, I think helps a lot. Cause like seeing him in whiplash, I'm like like him just like playing those drums. Like, yeah. Please. The mustache works for me, and uh, I didn't even see Top that Gun. movie. Yeah, I didn't see it either, but I saw lots. Of I saw the promo. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw, I saw the edits. Kayla, do you like the Divergent covers? I mean, they're fine. They're nostalgic. Oh, they've redone the covers actually. Since really? I don't have the new ones, yeah, they did. They redid them. I actually kind. Of, they're kind of cute. They're just like little illustrations. Um, but yeah, now I mean, like, it's just like I can't. I can't say that I don't like these because, like, I mean, I can, but. Yeah, when I was growing up, these were, like, everything. And um, as far as the movies go, first one is good. I mean, I'm if I were to watch it now, maybe I'd be like, mm, this doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But when I first watched the movie, when it came out, I was pretty happy with it. The second mo- movie was nothing like the book. And then the third movie was just pure trash. And then they never finished the series. <gasps> well, so it wasn't it. It got moved to it was gonna be like on tv right yeah and then all the actors were like no no (laughs) and so then they just never finished it so i never had to watch i just never uh got to watch trish die on screen which is fine fine i mean the third movie was terrible anyway so it's whatever you know how everything's getting like rebooted like they're redoing everything like twilight 
Harry Potter, which mm-hmm. I don't understand why they were doing that. Um, but I wonder if Divergent will also get picked up again because I wonder. Like I feel like the fan base was big enough; they could probably do it right. I don't want them maybe. to because I, Theo J. Now I just can't picture anybody else but Theo being four. That's why I feel with Twilight. I'm like, how are y'all gonna recast Edward when Edward is still alive and well, thriving? Have you seen all of those TikToks of people being like? You know that Robert Pattinson's just celebrating that somebody else is gonna be oh, Edward. Yeah. He can finally just put this behind him. Like, he and it'll just make him so fucking much. It'll make him look better because whoever will do it, like, w- there's no even if the guy gives an amazing performance, no one is ever gonna buy him as Edward because it's Robert Pattinson. So it's, it's just gonna Robert make him Pattinson. even more of like a household name. Like, oh, I love him so much. I had a mental breakdown when I found out that he and Suki Waterhouse were dating. I, like, I, it unlocked, like, the 13-year-old that's buried deep inside myself. And I was, like, I was, like, distraught, but also they're so hot together. I just, like, Have you seen the video of them at the Met Gala that's going around? When they're, like, Oh, God. Yeah. And they're, like, giggling at each other. That fucking song that she wrote about just how in love they are and how happy she is, I'm, like, but see, that's my problem. Like, I sick. love Robert Pattinson. I love everything about him. And then I go and listen to FKA Twigs. And I'm like, Robert, Celebrate. why didn't you stand up for her? Why didn't you defend Celebrate. her? Yeah, I know. Did she not do it for you, Robert? Like, come on. When all I do is for you. Oh. <laughs> she tore that man to shreds. But like in such a respectful way. Like I feel like she didn't even like. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, I still have these pictures up on my personal Instagram, but this picture is from February 12th, 2014. I took a picture of the Target shelves that have the Divergent, like, Can you post it on Instagram? I posted it on Instagram. And then I also posted this picture, um, in March when the movie came out when a friend and I went to go see it. Hey! Hey, like, your That's so cute. cute. Your sweepy bangs. Oh, yeah. My bangs. Oh, I had the same thing. Those are very in. Did you ever pin him straight so back? Fun. Oh, yeah. All the time with a barrette. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I saw the movie three times in theaters. It was Damn. So fun. I think one of the first times me and my friend Madison, like, ever hung out before we were, like, what we are now. We were just in, like, the same friend group. We went to go see, I think it was, like, the second Divergent film. We went to this place called Alamo Draft House, which is, like, I don't know yeah, if they're anywhere outside Alamo of. Draft House. They're are they outside of? Okay. So, um, it's, like, this movie theater where you can like sit and eat and they'll bring food to you um and that was a big deal for us to like go get food because i think we were like you know just got licenses and like loved driving around the city and like had debit cards and (laughs) (laughs) we we saw that film together so i need to remind her of that she probably doesn't even remember you need to watch it i mean you should does it it stand up today maybe you'd be like this is kind of cringe but back then it was so good there see i can like vividly picture I also have the soundtrack still on my phone. Oh um, my god. Apple Music account. Um, but I Ellie Golding was the like Oh, those main songs were so good singer. from her. Yeah. See so and and, and so there's good. when they first kiss, the song that plays by Ellie is Dead in the Water. Mm. And we beating need, heart. We need this again. Banger. Banger. We need like really good YA adaptations with strong soundtracks. And you know, unfortunately, right now the the writer strike is happening right now in Hollywood. We support. Yes, we definitely support their demands. Hopefully, mm-hmm. by the time this episode 
airs like they'll yeah. be met yeah yeah no i don't see that happening though because the studios are being so unreasonable but when the wga prevails and they get everything that they deserve i hope that a lot of these adaptations come to life is there a ya or book in general right now that you're like i need to see this adapted it could be why or not that you think would give you the same feeling you got with the books that we just discussed like that obsession specifically adaptation you're talking like a yeah like a book movie? that you would want like a book that you would want to see adapted that you think would get the same well, love you guys are gonna really this isn't a YA book is it a, it's not a YA no, book it doesn't have to be YA. So? it can just be a book in general okay, okay. yeah Okay, well, the reason that I love, and I talked about this on the last episode, that I love Fourth Wing so much, well, not the reason, but one of the reasons why I really enjoyed that book so much is it gave me the same feeling that I remember having when reading these books. Like, and there were lots of similarities. Like, I love a good training montage. I love that kind of stuff. Okay, like, you know, and there's like a knife throwing scene just like in this book, and she's training and getting stronger and learning how to fight and stuff like that. I love that kind of stuff. It's a cliche. Yeah, I don't care. I love it. And um, so that one I think would be that one I think would be super fun to see because it also seems like one that is doable that could translate well to the screen. Um, I think Sophie Lark's Brutal Birthright series, HBO, dark, gritty, sexy, mm. fun. Um, Kingmakers, that would be fun. I feel like would be a little bit of a stretch because it's like you have to buy into the premise that like they're at this boarding school which i don't know if that will translate as well but like brutal birthright was just so gritty i felt like i was watching a crime tv show and i just like it would be iconic um it would that'd be garner a lot of fans right i'd be so good what about you brandy i feel like i can like never shut up about the series but the Greenbone saga by fonda Mm -hmm. lee i just think would do so well for the same reasons you're saying like the whole series takes place in this like big grungy gritty city the city itself isn't grungy but like the aesthetic is so grungy you know what I mean and I the magic system in that series is so interwoven into the realistic aspects of the book that I can just see so perfectly because it's like 60s gangsters vibes like there's like shootouts but also magic is like playing a role in it and like not everybody has magic so yeah it's just so I can it played out like a movie in my head so I just think it would adapt so so well and i want hbo to do it Us we always HBO. want hbo well, to do it yeah it's going through a little bit of a they have like hbo discovery now and their new streaming service is um, going to be called max it's so a mess like why are you yeah. going to drop the iconic hbo mm-hmm. for the word max no one's going to recognize max they're gonna think of baymax from disney and then just go <laughs> get a disney plus subscription like anyways um anyways yeah, that was yeah. Fun. This is so much fun reminiscing, reminiscing with you guys. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I honestly was like, time. I was scared. Like I wasn't going to have a lot to say about stuff that I had read so long ago, but like the minute you start talking about it, just unlocks so yeah, much. It all comes back. Do you guys have a yes. specific memory of like where you were when you were reading these books? Like for me with Pretty Little Liars, I would read them. Like I just remember like being in my room or like sitting on top. We used to live in a two story house growing up. Um, and I would just sit at the top of the stairs and like 
lay flat on my stomach oh, and then just I can just like read. picture a little Kendra. Yeah, like just binge reading these books. And I have a also a very vivid memory of me doing that with the last Percy Jackson book. And I think like I was waiting for my mom to like take us somewhere and I was like, okay, I'll just like kill time and like sit at the top of the stairs laying down and just read. So I don't know that I do. For not for me. I just remember I, I feel like I read these in such a blur and then I also reread them all the time. Because like mm. I said, I had my Kindle, and so I would just reread and highlight everything. I, I really don't. I wasn't a big rereader. Like, once I was done with the Pretty Little Liars book, I put it away. I wasn't a big reader. This is the only series that I really reread, honestly. Mm. Kind of same. I reread Twilight a lot, and I reread uh, The Hunger Games a lot in middle school. But I can picture exactly the setup of my room to, like, where my bed was in my room at the time that I was reading these. Because I remember I was always sleeping on the um, left side of my bed. And I had my bedside lamp on, and I was—I would read them every night before I would go to bed. So I do remember oh exactly God. where I was. You guys are so cute. Look at us now. Now <sighs> we read like yeah. about girls getting railed and yeah, yeah. pegging and yeah. <laughs> I will say I think who knew my my taste from childhood had probably and stayed the same as adulthood. Like I don't really venture into fantasy that much. I love a good contemporary story. I don't. Pretty Little Liars was like mystery though, and I don't read a lot of mystery thriller mm. type books like i'm mm-hmm. more strictly on the romance which is interesting so i should probably give more thrillers and mysteries a chance i might like them but i need them to have as much like of a romance subplot as yeah mm-hmm. yeah what about i feel y'all? like have my taste pretty much i mean other than i do read a lot more contemporary than i used to because i pretty much read dystopian which i think translates into fantasy now I don't really think there's a lot of dystopian going on anymore. Or if there is, I don't know about it. Um, But I think that if you probably read a lot of dystopian when you were younger, you might probably now be a fantasy girly. Romanacy, especially, yeah. Romanacy, especially, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I usually have to have some romance in my books. And there was plenty of it in Divergence, so. Yeah, I think, like, because, like, I would be reading. I read a lot of mystery, thriller, apocalyptic stuff like that uh but my favorite parts of those books were usually the romance like the really small romance mm-hmm. subplots that exist so it makes sense to me now that I like love romance but I also still love fantasy so yeah well this is so fun we'll see y'all next time uh tell us your favorite mm-hmm. books from when you were younger like what you, what unlocks these memories is it the same ones as us is it different tell us all about it on our instagram you can dm us check out our post about this episode we are at bring your own pod all right see you on the job everybody yeah love, love you, you. Bye. Bye.